podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello, Jenny. <laughs> How are you? I am good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we we were talking before, and I said, "Hey, did you realize our last episode was episode one hundred and fifty, and we didn't say anything about it?" <laughs> so I, I uh, yeah, I can't believe it's been one hundred and fifty episodes. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground and um, acquired a lot of a, a lot of yarn in those one hundred and fifty episodes yeah i've acquired and lost a lot of yarn yes that's true in all these years it's crazy. all the all the yarn loved and lost it's uh, cyclical <laughs> so what are you knitting i am knitting i'm on the bind off for of the body for my coburn pullover oh wow um so there it is and i lengthened the body a little bit i have to try mm-hmm. it on and see if I like the length. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I will like the length. We'll see. I'm doing the Jenny's stretchy bind off for the bottom. I, I love that bind off. I'll be curious, though, to see what you think of it as a kind of edging for a sweater. Like, I think that um, it really works as far as its stretchiness, but mm-hmm. the look can be kind of flat, like fluted. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if you get that. Right. Well, for the Coburn pullover, it it really decreases at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually some negative ease um, built into the pattern. Mm-hmm. And so I I thought that I needed a stretchy bind off to make sure that it would fit over my hips. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't think it's going to flute. I think yeah. it's going to be pretty tight. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Is that the only thing you've been working on? Uh, no, I've been on a bib kick. That's right, the bibs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hugh has been drooling a lot and also spitting up a lot. So I was uh. like, I should make this guy some bibs. Um, so there is a pattern called like the perfect baby bib or something like that. Um let me look it up just so I can give credit. Um, yeah. they, they're, it's, so it's a, a Debbie pull. Haymark. Mm-hmm. And it's a bib that you slip over the baby's head. It has ba- basically a ribbed collar. And then you bind off half the collar stitches to make the bib. Um, the original pattern, you knit straight down, and it's more like a square bib. Mm-hmm. But I've been just doing paired decreases at either side, mm-hmm. and making it more of a bandana-style bib. Yeah, I think they look great. I was going to say, it's kind of, it gives a, kind of a petal look. It's like he's, he's the center of a flower. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable! And then I also knit Nora Gon's bib pattern, um, mm-hmm. Orangelo. Oh, maybe that's the one that's that gives him the, the, the that look. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Oh, okay. That's the picture I posted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like both those patterns. 
Um, the Norgon pattern uses a little more yarn. Uh-huh. And the bandana style perfect baby bib uh, uses very little yarn, which is good for scraps and stuff like that. And didn't you say you've been using different weight yarns than what the pattern calls for? Yeah, I've been using anywhere from like a DK to like a worsted weight. And it doesn't seem to matter what weight of yarn it is. Um, I've just been using size 5 needles on everything. And I've been actually decreasing the number of stitches in the collar because when the baby like pulls on it, it stretches Mm -hmm. quite a lot. Um, (laughs) So I've been casting on anywhere from like 64 to 68 stitches, and that seems to be a good fit around the neck. Yeah. So I made some out of superwash wool. I made some out of Kotlin, because mm-hmm. I, I ordered a lot of yarn from Mythix <laughs> since we last recorded. <laughs> I was surprised to hear that, mainly because I don't think either of us have ordered from Nitpicks in ages. In ages. In ages. Basically, I uh, I realized that I had very little cotton or non-wool yarn in my stash. I just had some scraps. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to make these bibs out of, you know, cotton, just because I felt like they were more absorbent. Like... The mm-hmm. superwash, they worked, but, like, it seemed like liquids just kind of... Roll s- off. It's... Stood on the surface of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's what yeah. they're supposed to do yeah. on wool. Um, so I wanted to try it out. So I got a bunch of, like, I got some Comfy, and I tried some Kotlin. And I, while I was making the order, I was like, well, I might as well try the Lindy Chain for the... Um, Quenna Lee top mm-hmm. that I wanted to make. Um, so I got enough yarn for that top, which is the Brandolin top. And all of a sudden I have a bunch of yardage <laughs> <laughs> in the stash. Yeah, I um well I have been knitting away since the last time we recorded I picked up my um Audrey and Unst sweater again and I was like all right I'm just gonna do this and you encouraged me to just like half an hour every day and before you know it you'll be done I was like great that's a great idea I'm gonna do it pick up the stitches knit the sleeve cap because that's all I have to do is a sleeve that's knit from the top down I get almost to the ribbing and I think oh that's right I have to switch from size three needles to size four needles because it's the um twisted rib so you use a larger size needle so it doesn't get too tight right and then all of a sudden I'm sitting there and we had visitors over this the night that I'm doing this and I think to myself holy crap I bet you these are the bigger needles from the ribbing and I never switch back to the threes, and I look, and they are they're the fours. So I knit the whole sleeve in a four, and I like if you have it late and flat, you're like I can't really tell the difference. And my my friend's husband, my friend, he was like, uh, I can tell something just went wrong because like the look on my face, and I went and put the sweater on. He's like, I can't tell the difference, and I'm like, Yeah, you can't. But oh my god, it was like bulging on the other sleeve. It was so obvious to me and I just knew like that, there's no way I could have sleeves that are two different sizes like oh. that so I texted Jenny and 
<laughs> commiserated, ripped the sleeve out, I think, that night. And I, I let it sit, I think, for just one night and then started again. And actually, I've made a lot of progress since then. Um, I'm almost, I'd say I'm... I'm saying about halfway. I've done the sleeve cap, and I'm about halfway back down the sleeve. So, oh god, uh, are you so, three quarter length sleeves or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's not that bad. I'm. I'm. But still, I. It was a bummer to, to figure that out. So Ugh. I'm about there. I'd say that's about halfway done with the okay. second sleeve. Um, and it goes along pretty fast. I just watched something silly on television and knitting around. And I have marked all of my decreases on the first sleeve with a stitch marker. So I just move that stitch marker over to the sleeve when I do that decrease. So that way I keep track of, I have to make sure I have the same number of decreases in approximately the, the same places. Right. So I've been working on that. And one of the reasons you had suggested that I do a half an hour on that is because I really wanted to start another project a couple of weeks ago, you and I went to a verb for keeping warm and met up with um, Gail and Charlene from the Yarniacs podcast and uh, two friends of theirs for some yarn shopping and inspiration and food. And I had been seeing uh, this colorway of Madeline Tosh called Holy Fest, mm-hmm. which is or Holy Festival, which is based on the Indian springtime ritual. If you um, you may or may not know about where. People wear white clothing and then they throw this colored chalk at each other um, and bright colored chalk. And so you get covered white, covered in these beautiful puffs of of bright colors, spring colors. So this uh, yarn replicates that idea. Can you see that? I love it. And uh, at lunch, somebody else joined us. Um, uh, Maggie, um, who's green olivine on Ravelry, was there. And she pulled out her star shower cowl. In Madeline Tosh, the, I think it's called Fair Isle something colorway. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it's similar. It's just white with speckled. Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet. It was just really, I lo- it looked really good. And so uh, I went over and bought the Holy Festival <laughs> right after lunch and um, and cast on. And um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a good way through it. The, the, I don't know where you are in your star shower, but I've joined the yarn and I am, um, I think there's a, uh, I think I'm on section four. There may be five or six sections. So. Right. I have not joined yet. I'm on that section where you're about to join. Mm-hmm. But I lost a couple of edge stitches off the end of the needle. And, like, uh-huh. I haven't been able to, like, fix it in a satisfactory way. So I'm thinking about ripping back. Can but, you see where you lost them? Well, you know how it's hard to pick up on the very last? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I That's found where I am. Them. This pattern is very easy to memorize. It's a mesh, basically a mesh pattern, mm-hmm. um, and that's interspersed with uh, stockinette and garter stitch. Yeah, right. stockinette and garter stitch. And um, I found that it's really easy to get off on the stitch counts a right. little bit because the but, the rate of increase is um, it's not regular. You have to really pay attention to. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's on certain. So I've, I haven't always kept up, but it's also because it's this mesh pattern and it's in this kind of yarn. Like it kind of doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it hasn't yeah. mattered. I've just added a stitch. I'm like, mm, I guess I'll add a stitch here. Or, right. Oh, I guess I'll knit these two together in order to sort of keep it, uh, the mesh pattern, you know, in pattern. Right. Um, but you're not really, I guess if you had a more, if you had a, a more solidly colored yarn where the stitch pattern was 
very distinct Mm -hmm. that it would make a difference. But because I have these pops of blue and purple and pink and green and yellow and orange, yeah, like the they are kind of helping each other out in that respect. I kind of feel like as long as you make your adjustments on the edges, like the pattern remains constant in the middle, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And also, you can see that the pattern runs in a diagonal. So I'm like, as long as my diagonals are are pretty much the same, then that's fine. Um, you know, if all of a sudden the diagonal shifted and there wasn't, you know, I don't know, it wasn't these, the, the lines weren't there. I would, I guess be concerned, but I'm not. So right. <laughs> that is a, that's what I also have been working on. I guess this is what I'll take to the conference is this, this cowl, because it doesn't require too much thought, but you know, just a you know, quick look at the pattern. Oh, the conference, as if everybody was hearing our earlier conversation tomorrow, I'm going down, uh, the peninsula down to Palo Alto to attend a conference and I'll be there overnight. And, you know, sitting in sessions is a great time to do a little bit of knitting. So, uh, that is, uh, my God, you're going to finish it. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, I always get optimistic, but it's really only, you know, two days and I am presenting. So, but think think of the rest of the time. Well, you'll have like undiluted blocks of knitting time. It's true. It's possible. Because I don't think I want to take Audrey. I think um, I'm going to get to a point with Audrey where I'm going to have to be picking up the stitches for the button band and the neck band. Um, I mean, I guess I could take it and see if I could finish the sleeve. I think you should take it. You should take it because um, if you just did the pickups, I think you could could get that done. You should take it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what I, I'm not taking very much other stuff, so I guess I could take two knitting projects in my rolling backpack. <laughs> Do it. So then on my way home, I have to take um, I'm I have to take public transportation. I don't have to, but I think I'm going to take public transportation all the way home. So I'll be on Caltrain and and Bart for a good hour and a half. So I'll have a nice little time there as well. <sighs> um, what do you What do you think you might be knitting next? I. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it'll probably take me another couple weeks to finish Coburn, and then I want to finish Star Shower. Like, I kind of stopped working on it because I was getting so much progress done on this pullover. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my queue, I had... Okay, so I was kind of thinking about doing the... Um, Colors of Fall Knit Along mm-hmm. with the Yarniacs. And actually, the um, Lindy chain that I got for um, the Brandolin top is, I think, the Bis... It's called Biscay Bay, but it's very close to the teal. That's um, what they're called. That's the... Biscay Bay is the Pantone. Oh, name. it is? Okay, I got yeah. them confused. Okay. Okay. I So there's a teal in the Lindy chain that is very close to that teal color. So... I could do that, or I could do Toujours by Hohi uh-huh. Locatelli in my uh-huh. Bambusa. No, not Bambusa. Wooboo, sorry. Uh-huh. Which is a lavender, but it's a little more blue than that orchid lavender. Oh, yes. You uh, know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but I think either one would kind of work for that knit along. But I have never been good at knit alongs. I have basically failed. I think every knit along I've ever attempted. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the best 
the best thought. My my third idea for that knit along was doing old growth in my empire. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there's definitely colors in your empire that are in this year's Pantone palette. Exactly. So those are my three things that I'm thinking about starting next. How about you? I have a few things. Um, one pattern, and I don't know how old this pattern is. It's a Pearl Soho um, pattern called Little Baby Sweater. Let me see what it says of when this pattern. It, I mean, it was like it was new to me, but their patterns kind of float around. Yeah, it's from 2011, mm-hmm. and it's just this cute little. It reminds me of like a Elizabeth Zimmerman pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a cap sleeve, all garter stitch. Um, short sleeve sweater and it is knit in fingering weight yarn but I was thinking about knitting it in I have this um Liberty Wool Classic Elite did this line of Liberty Wool and um, all you can see probably Jenny could see is the the gray and the yellow but there's Mm -hmm. also orange and pink and brown and teal in here oh wait I see it see it in there Yeah. yeah And so the little baby sweater is shown striped in two colors, but I thought, oh, this could actually give an interesting, and since it's garter stitch, I feel like variegated yarns do so well in garter stitch. Right. I have two skeins of this, which makes, I think, about a 200 and, yeah, 240 yards. Mm-hmm. I think I could get a, a small baby sweater. There's people everywhere having babies around me, a few people at work, and a few people that I know, my neighbor, another neighbor, like, so it's always good to have a baby sweater and reserve really it's like not for anybody in particular, but I thought it was a good pairing of that yarn and, and right. pattern. Yeah, definitely. So that is one thing I'm thinking about knitting. I also got the pom pom magazine that we talked about on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, one thing I thought about taking with me, uh, is the yarn to make that striped. I think it's called the Greco sweater that striped right. boat neck, uh, pullover, Dolman style pullover, and I thought, oh, I could swatch for that and get going on that. Um, so that was another idea. And then you were saying that the colors of fall knit along was inspiring you, and I have this um, s- these skeins of uh, silky wool, Elizabeth Lavold silky wool in amethyst orchid, mm-hmm. uh, in a color that reminds me of amethyst orchid, and that right. was what I was going to make that T-shirt mm-hmm. out of. Um, so that's also a possibility of kind of things in the oh actually and then there's a fourth one <laughs> I was I, uh, Instagram man so um, uh, I've been doing a lot of sewing I'll give maybe a little sewing update at some point here um, and I started following this pattern maker whose uh, Instagram handle is Blueprints for Sewing she has two patterns out mm-hmm. uh, one is called the Cabin Dress which is like a dress where you can make it as a shirt and then she has this really cute skirt out right now called the A-Frame skirt and it's um, it's got these great style lines that make it look like an A-frame house, and you can make it either as a, kind of a pencil skirt or more of a flared skirt, and I love it. Cool. But she's also a knitter, and she did a modification on Tin Can Knits Harvest sweater, uh-huh. the one from their Simple Knits, mm-hmm. where instead of doing all garter in the panel on the on, in the front, she put in this uh, lace chevron pattern. Huh. It's the same stitch count. Okay. And it, I just, I liked how simple it is. It just is, you know, so she kept the garter stitch like around the back of the neck and then made the fronts this lace chevron pattern. And I thought 
That would be a nice open sweater. I've been thinking about repurposing the yarn from Aislinn because I don't wear that sweater. I have some issues with the way it fits on me, and mm-hmm. I, I, it just wasn't the right choice for my body type. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, and I believe that actually is kind of that uh, color of that sweater could possibly be considered oak buff. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the... Uh, also, the some uh, colors of fall, right? Uh, colors. So, I mean, I think if anything, that I would be sort of adjunctly participating in that knit along, and right. like if it happens, it happens. But if you know, if if only it inspires me, and eventually I knit something out of one of those yarns, that's great. And they're both yarns that I have in stash. So, right. I actually think that the t-shirt and amethyst orchid, I would like to get on in some ways because. Uh, it, I think it's a, it would be a good thing to have for summer and into fall here. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I should be thinking about um, the knit along so that it's not the kiss of death for finishing. Right. I mean, I think if it's an inspiration um, and not like if you don't really are in it to uh, in it to win it, so to speak, but in it just to have a new uh, article of clothing, then. I think that's a, a good way to look at it. I had really wanted to do the uh, the transitional knit along, uh, transitional piece of clothing knit along on the uh, double knit podcast, but mm-hmm. I think that ends at the end of June. Clearly, that did not happen for me. So. Oh no! <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah. No. So is- Especially if you're like listening to the podcast out of sync with uh, when they put right. it out, then right, it's absolutely, hard to really join these things. Um, yeah. But yes, it's exciting so, to think about your stash just by color. It, yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? So um, I thought I would uh, announce the feature designer for July. Speaking of knit alongs, um, and we—I um, don't have the details for the discount, but I do want—I will put that in the group as soon as um, I've worked that out. But our feature designer for July is Alicia Plummer. Yeah, um, we've talked a lot about Alicia's designs over time. We love her design sensibility. Jenny has knit uh, the—is it the ease or the abate? It's abate, abate, abate. Yeah, and your niece knit herself ease. Is, ease, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. I saw that on Instagram. I was so proud of her. But we we are going to talk uh, today about Alicia's hat designs, of which there are quite a few. Um, Most of them are published in her own uh, Two Little Plums uh, line, but there is one I just, uh, a couple. One is for Swan's Island, and the other is for Quince and Company. But um, I love, um, I love her hats. They are all about texture and cable for me. Um, I own the knotted pine Me too. Uh, hat pattern, and I've always really liked this Rainy Tuesdays hat. Uh, knotted pine has like a center coin cable panel, mm-hmm. and then two uh, cable panels, uh, narrow panel, little narrow cable panels along the side. Um, and then Rainy Tuesdays is just texture, which kind of looks like clouds perhaps right. with, with rain coming down uh, and it's knit in this like it's this beautiful gray blue so um i i've that's one that i've long looked at but i've always been waiting to actually knit knotted pine before i 
set my eyes sights too much on uh, on another one. Another thing about Alicia's hat patterns is they are generally really inexpensive. She prices them lower than her sweater patterns. So Knotted Pine and Rainy Tuesdays are both $2 patterns. Mm-hmm. It's really, you don't need a discount on a $2 pattern. I got her um, Barnwood and Knotted Pine in the gift along, I think last uh, year. Yeah, I might have gotten one of them in the gift along as well. Right. Oh, Barnwood. Barnwood yeah. is really cute. That's a lace pattern, isn't it? Yeah, it's that fur. Oh, yeah. The, oh, that's lovely. The pine cone kind of fur. And the... Lace uh, it's shown in a slightly variegated yarn, one of them is. Mm-hmm. And it really does well with that, which not all, you know, not all patterns do great with that yeah. kind of yarn. And it's a DK, DK weight. So, um, oh, and her patterns are size. Like that one has a small, medium, and large option. Um, so I hope you will join us um, in doing a little, it's almost like Christmas holidays in July to be knitting hats. I realize that. but um, And these are very wintry feeling hats. But think about it. Maybe this is a Christmas in July moment. Maybe this is the time to start knitting or if you're not already knitting for holiday gifts, um, to think about uh, these as holiday gifts. Oh my God, you're right. Bring a little winter into your into your life. My gift stash just totally dwindled. Really? I, uh, yeah. It was like teacher appreciation week at Matilda's school, so I gifted three hats to her teachers. And now I don't think I have any hats left in my All right, box. you got to get in. You got to get in here on the hat and along, Jenny. I know. Let's do it. <laughs> I have six months to go, or five months, I guess. Yeah, I've I've already thought. I don't even know who Adrian's kindergarten teacher is going to be, and I've already thought. Oh, I got to start thinking about knitting that person something. <laughs> um. Yeah, because remember at uh, last year at the holidays, I was I was scrambling to find two things to knit a second thing, and then I found something in my gift stash. Now I have a pretty huge. I, I have a lot of actually one of my bingo options for this month on my um, use it or lose it bingo card was to um, was to gift five things from my gift stash because I had so many things. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't done that, but I actually now that I think about it, I was. Uh, I can think of a couple people who I could give hat. Although it feels weird giving somebody a winter hat in June, I have to be honest. Well, uh, it used to be like summer in San Francisco was a good hat time, yeah. but not so much anymore. Yeah, you're wearing a tank top today. I know, but I basically live in these things. Yeah, that's true. So um, I will announce uh, any details about the discount in the thread, but our June uh, finishers will be put into a raffle to win a pattern from Alicia, and um, I will also announce those in the thread. And I really want to thank her for participating and being excited about this. Um, We've talked a lot about her patterns, and so it's exciting to have her be part of the podcast. Hurrah! Yeah. so we also this uh, recently this week were sent a, a copy of Color Wheel Knits uh, by Vera Valmaki, which was put out by Cooperative Press, and um, there are a lot of really cute wearable 
designs in this book. And um, I think it was originally published in, what was the story on this? It was originally published in Finnish. Is that right? Is yeah, Finnish? I think so. And, um, and is now being put out in English. And so as a result, I'm not sure how we're going to do pronouncing the names of the patterns we like. So maybe I will spell them as we go along. But the first pattern that if you go to the 20, the, where it shows all the patterns together, the very first pattern, I will say, Edikstakasin, uh-huh. which is E-D-E-S-T-A-K-A-I-S-I-N, um, which is a short sleeve. I guess that's probably a dolman sleeve. So it's just a dolman like open face, short sleeve, long sweater. And I feel like this is something my wardrobe would really benefit from having in it. You know, yeah, in is- the um in the the cooperative press PDF, mm-hmm. I think they've renamed these patterns oh, with really? English Yeah. With English names. Ah. Um so I did not we, open the PDF. We actually don't have to pronounce the Finnish. Oh, great. Can you tell me what, do you have the PDF open? Can I you do. tell me what, what it's I called do. in English? Um, hold on one second. It, it's like loading really slow on my computer, okay. which is kind of irritating. But as I was like kind of scrolling through, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's These great. titles are different. Um, hold on one second. Let me just get to the... And then I can also open it, so then I can, uh, okay. and then I can not have you be my translator from Finnish. Um, but the sweater is knit in sport weight, and it has an interesting design. Um, it looks like a lot of garter stitch down the back, which you couldn't, I couldn't see from the front. I guess it would look like garter stitch on the front as well. I'm curious about how it is actually. So is it the first one? It's the first one. With the cowl? No, it's the one that, not the one on the cover. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me. Mine is now loading slowly. So why don't you talk about one that you like and it can go back to. Um, well, I'm looking at the first one, which is a long pullover, like um, short sleeve sweater with a big cowl. Mm-hmm. And it's knit in, like, a garter rib. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. Um, although, I think I would knit the cowl separate. Yeah, just, again, clim- for climate reasons. Exactly. Um, so you can have options there. Yeah. But it's shown over a long sleeve t-shirt, and it's, it's really cute. I like... Um, longer sweaters. And what is it called? These days. It's called... Oh, oh my yeah. god. This thing is driving me crazy. Is yours going kind of crazy? Yes. Yeah, mine is too. When Concrete. I open it, it's just it's like going page to page without me really clicking on anything. Yeah. It's called Concrete. Concrete. There we go. Yeah. Okay, it's slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, that is really cute. I think, again, for me, I have to always think about Length, uh-huh. um, and I can take some long sweaters, but I do think that they have to be open for me, right? In order for that to work, um, there. Are, what's nice about this whole book is that there are designs for men and women and children, so it kind of covers the whole family. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they ahead. do have like her signature, some slightly off kilter details. Right. Mm-hmm. which are really nice. 
Um, and the striped sweater that the guy is wearing, it looks like mm-hmm. the stripes are staggered. Like, when you look at the picture, you can't even really see the stripes. And then you look at the close-up and you're like, oh, this is striped pullover. And then you look at the stripes and you're like, oh, the stripes are kind of staggered in an interesting way. So... I think that she has a good sense of, you know, off-kilter details that make things interesting right. visually. Well, the one that I was trying to pronounce in the is called Ground in the English version. Mm-hmm. And it is um, it is all garter stitch. And what's interesting is on the front, the garter stitch runs uh, kind of parallel to the length of your body. Mm-hmm. But then on the back, it runs perpendicular particular to the length of your body and also on the bottom like on the what would be the um kind of a very long border it looks like it's almost like a foot like 12 inches at the bottom so um it reminds me kind of in construction possibly of the um yeah yeah (laughs) it does yeah but all garter stitch so this would be great for you know this like i could see this in electric rows or one of those or um dragonfly fly fibers um her firecracker right. colorway, just because again, garter stitch with those unusual yarns. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Vera has this really uh, distinct style um, where her details. I think she takes elements of which of the design and um, exaggerates them. Mm-hmm. You know, so the puffy sleeve is just a little puffier, or the flounce is a little wider than you would normally see, and it makes it distinctive but not um, unbalanced. Right. I also like the fine jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a cardigan with a collar that folds down and um, kind of an asymmetrical front where the button band is kind of knit so that it looks very organic and almost pleated. Mm-hmm. Um, It has like a, yeah, the button band, it's like a wide border of garter stitch. And it looks like you increase or do short rows or something to make it look kind of leaf like. Mm hmm. But it's cute. I'm looking for. Actually, there's this cute girl's tunic called Color Block that is essentially, you can make it. The way that it's displayed is all in one color, except for a tiny pop of like a square of a different contrast color in the band. It's, it's really cute. Actually, that would be cute. I wonder what the biggest size is. I was like, can I make this in my size? <laughs> it's a little too small, but I think it, you know, like adjusting the yarn. It's knit in uh, what's the gauge? Oh, it's already knit in an air and weight yarn, so you might just have to upsize that. Um, oh, there's a cute boy or yes. Yeah, kid sweater called button back oh i love that it's got a funnel neck and um and then it's stockinette down to sort of like the waist and then it's got a garter stitch striping section Mm -hmm. and then a garter stitch border in the contrast color and it buttons partially down the back I i think you don't really need that detail right um but you could it's it's cute um, I'm looking for this hat that is, here it is, uh, gray and brown it's called, and it is, oh, 
they don't have, there's not a great picture in the book of it. There's a great picture on Ravelry of it. It is knit in well, what is that stitch called? I think it's linen stitch. Do you see that one? This Oh, is it linen? It's easier to see in the Ravelry photo, which is interesting. And the pictures aren't quite the same in both places. So I'll, I'll look into this and see if there's an English language uh, page for it on Ravelry. Uh, on Ravelry, it's called Lipapipo. Lipapipo. Um, and it's a really cute brimmed hat. Uh-huh. And I think that's linen stitch. Oh, herringbone pattern. It's called a herringbone pattern. Oh, wait, right. wait. I think I was looking at the, a wrong, the wrong thing. Okay. No, I think that is herringbone. Yeah, herringbone. herringbone. With like a cute little brim there. I love that hat. Um, what I also like about Vera's patterns is that, I mean, some of them are distinctly feminine, but none of her men's patterns are kind of just guyish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they are, there's a certain whimsy, whimsy to them. I think um, that cap is called the beetle cap. Oh. The herringbone one. Okay. Okay. I haven't gotten there then. The book is quite long. It's 150 pages. Yeah, I would say this is one that you might consider buying in print because there are a lot of pictures. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think it'd be easier to browse as an actual physical object. Oh, I see. There we go. Beetle cap. Yes, yeah. you're right. I don't know what that gray and brown one is then. Um, perhaps it's that striped hat that... Yeah, that's the that what I was looking striped. at. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, and then there's a, a I nice... I think gray and brown was the mittens. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This, it, the PDF has, I think, thrown both of us because it, it uh, had a mind of its own for a while. Yeah. Both of us had that incident happen, so and I'm I not think sure if that was... Both of us looked at the patterns first on Ravelry before Got we actually looked at the... <laughs> yeah, at the book, so... Did you see the sweater Be Mine? Yes. That that looks like something I could see you in. It's got an, that A-line that you like. Yeah. And a funnel neck. A funnel neck. There was a boat neck tunic length sweater in like a gray that mm-hmm. was uh, really cute called Skyline. Yeah. I like that too. Um, and it's in a fingering weight. So it's a lighter weight sweater, which I think would wear... Well, in our climate. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all the kids' patterns. There's that cabled little girl's jacket. Mm-hmm. That is super cute. The one that's kind of, uh, it flares, it's in green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to make that for Matilda, but she'd probably refuse to wear <laughs> it, and then I'd be angry. <laughs> What if you made it, gave it to Alma, and had Alma give it to her? Do you think that would change? She would then wear it. I don't know. I don't know. Her, she's she's very whimsical about and, what she's going to wear. Yes, and so I think that you can't really count on count on anything. Who I love the red three quarter length long cardigan. With the pockets, yes, with the pockets. Yes, that's called A Float in Red. Love that. Yeah, it reminds me a little of uh, Atelier, but different front shaping. Yes. 
And much longer. And the concept of this book is basically designing for hand-painted yarns. And it really works. Yeah, definitely. I see that the men's striped sweater, Wonder Stripes, that you were talking about, where they she does offset the stripes. It looks fantastic. And the top yoke treatment of that sweater is also very unique. It has kind of a... Oh, yeah. A kind of a bib in rib. Right. It looks like there's short row ribbing right there, maybe. Yeah, and the, in order to make it and the yoke a is face. garter and it oh, yeah. buttons at the shoulders. That's that's a little fashion forward for the man in my life, but but I would wear that sweater. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Especially um, in that purple color. Yeah, that's a great purple color. That's very uh, amethyst orchid. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, so I have, um, so th- this is a great, I think it's a great deal. I think Jenny and I are both just having, we're, we're being Adobe Reader challenged right now. Yeah. I think if I downloaded that onto my iPad, I might be able to negotiate it a little bit. Right, easier right, than right. I just was trying to do it. Um, but it is a great, I mean, it's $17 for the PDF version. Um, and it, which I think is a great for 22 patterns is an amazing value. Um, so definitely, uh, check that out. And, um, there, you can't get any of the patterns individually, it looks like. It looks like that's all part of the set. But again, it's a great deal. So uh, thank you to Cooperative Press for sending us that. And um, I was going to talk a little bit about sewing. Um, I'm always self-conscious about taking up knitting time with sewing. But it was interesting when we met up with Gail and Charlene, I was wearing my Moneta dress. Which and I love. Which is a great color, and the red was very, uh, it reminded me of the Jill Draper red. Yeah, the Bing Cherry. Yeah, it's great. So this was my second Moneta dress. I made the first one out of a rayon uh, knit blend as a wearable muslin, and then I had this Alabama chain in organic cotton um, in my stash say for oh I was going to make a Channon style skirt or top or something and really when it came down to it um, for those of you who don't know about Alabama Channon it's a company in Alabama run by a woman named Natalie Channon and she was um, a designer in New York who decided to sort of take on some of the traditions of traditional hand sewing in um, that she knew about from her upbringing in Alabama and eventually moved her business back there and employs people there to do these couture style pieces that are hand stitched that um, do some reverse um, applique or as they say on the great British sewing bee uh, applique. Um, (laughs) So which uh, where they paint a design on and then sew around it and then cut out the center and you have fabric underneath. So this fabric underneath shows and it's a really, it's beautiful, but um, it seemed like a, lot for me to take on in terms of uh, another hobby um, right now. So I used that fabric to make a Moneta dress that turned out really cute. I I did make uh, one major change, which is I cut off four inches from the 
from the length. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the fit model for Colette patterns is much taller than I am. So Monetta is a knit dress with a t-shirt style top and a flared skirt um, designed uh, for the Colette line. Oh, and the other thing I did was that the skirt was really flared. There was a lot of fabric and I felt like the, oh, I just didn't have enough one. Mm-hmm. And two, I felt like there was a lot of extra fabric in the original one I made. So this one I cut inches out of the center of the of the skirt and was able to have like a, a slightly, it's not fitted in any way. It's still flared, but it's just a little more, uh, less extreme. So um, I was wearing that and I was wearing some hand uh, made, some hand sewn, or not hand sewn, but um, sewn by me leggings. Mm-hmm. And um, Charlene, who does sew, and Gail, who doesn't, were both were like, oh, so sewing, this is a possibility to make sort of normal clothes. And I, I realized something that I've been thinking about. Um, I'm talking to some other sewers about, and this was a question on the collectory, mm-hmm. about what is the obstacle to a handmade wardrobe? And I realized for me, the obstacle to a handmade wardrobe is kind of cute and the next cute thing. So patterns come on and everybody, it's just like knitting, right? Like what's the, the it's, it's like yarn is to knitting patterns are to sewers, mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways. So like when the new Madeline Tosh comes, Madeline Tosh comes out with a new colorway and everybody goes crazy about it or wool Miza or one of these like, you know, hot yarns, like Colette comes out with a pattern and everybody's like, Oh my gosh. And I mean, I jump on that pan- bandwagon all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always immediately consider, like, does this really fit into my everyday style? Right. Or is this something that I just want to make because it looks cute? Um, and, you know, a case in point, um, there are a lot of patterns in the Colette line that have, like, 15 or 16 pieces. Mm-hmm. So they're very elaborately put together. But the same company has just come out with a magazine called Seamwork. Did I talk? I might have talked about Seamwork last time. Um and it's an online magazine. If you subscribe, it's six dollars a month, and you get uh, anybody can read the magazine. But I think for subscribers, you can download it to your device, and you can also you also get two patterns that go along with them. And these patterns generally have between two and four pieces, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I realized that is the pattern for me. Like, I do not want to make a pattern that has 16 pieces. Right. I like the patterns that have really, like, a reined-in number of pieces. Like, right now, I'm making a tote bag, and I can't... I don't even know how many pattern pieces there were. I I just kept cutting, and I'm using three different fabrics for, like, lining, and outside lining, and this lining, and another line, and then there's interfacing, and... I texted a friend of mine. I was like, I just cut out like 5 million pieces. And so after I did that, I went and made Adrian a pair of these cute sweatpants that have like one, two, three, four, five pieces, maybe mm-hmm. like six. If you make the band, uh, the, the bottom bands, like it's just like, I just, I like things that come together quickly. And maybe because knitting is, more time and labor intensive. Like when I hit the sewing machine, I want to know that in a couple of hours I will have a finished object. Right. I mean, basically as a parent of a young child who has a full-time job, like I think (sighs) that now is not the time for a billion pattern pieces. Like, right. (laughs) Right. Um, basically if I'm going to sew again, I need something that, yeah, is finishable within a couple of hours and that I can actually wear in my normal life. <laughs> like, 
without too much forethought. Yeah. Um, and the seam work patterns, which are all for adults so far, I don't, I don't think it's probably not, I don't know if it's in her business plan to ever make non-adult patterns, but I've made, so I've been subscribing for three months. There've been so, I have six patterns. I've made two of those patterns already. One of them is a really cute tank top called Aurora that had one, two, three pieces. Uh It had a little bit of a tricky thing uh, with how you attach the straps to the front, uh, but I muddled through it (laughs) and I've worn it a ton. Like I've worn it a lot. And then the other pattern I made, what was it? wasn't a skirt oh it was something that wasn't ended up not being for me it's like a oops. your garbage your garbage can is going by or your garbage truck is going by you probably can't hear it no okay <laughs> sorry Jenny wears Jenny wears noise canceling headphones so um <coughs> sorry the other was a like a little shrug that I made out of a cotton gauze and it was it's a cute piece but the sizing uh, was too, even the smallest size would, I think, ended up being kind of too wide in the neck for me. Oh, so, okay. But, uh, you know, I appreciate the thing about sewing is that I could sit down for a couple hours, try this pattern, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't work for me. I didn't lose that much time. Right. The fabric costs $6. Okay, on to the next thing. Right. So I'm excited. And I think that I needed to just really concentrate on the idea of, like, what is wearable in the context of what I need in my wardrobe. So, um, so I'm working on that. I, uh, I'm working a lot with knits these days. Um, and almost like I finish a knit project and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to move to these woven projects. Like right now I'm making a muslin for a pair of culottes mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I, um, I'm like, oh, but I really want to make another knit project. And I don't know why they're appealing to me. And I'm just making them on my sewing machine with a zigzag. I'm not even using my serger right now. I'm just really into it. I think these sweatpants I've been making for Adrian have been really gratifying. Well, I think that knits are, they're comfortable. Right. And the stretch, you know, makes the fit a little bit easier Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the other thing I made. I made myself uh, a couple of pairs of leggings, one in bright yellow and one in purple. And then I made, um, because I had fabric left over, made tank tops from both of those. Um, and I'm still learning. This is a tank top pattern that I just basically traced a tank top that I own and used that as the, t- as the pattern. So it's two pieces plus the bindings on the arms and the neckline. Um, and the first one, the yellow one I made, I made the bindings way too small. So it's really tight under my arms. So I can't, I don't really like wearing it, but the purple one, I think turned out pretty great. I I actually have worn it out of the house on multiple occasions. So yeah, that's sort of sewing. And I think I'm this summer, I think last year, last year, a lot of things were out of balance in my life. Like I was working a lot in the summer. So Mm -hmm. Both my sewing and my knitting suffered, and this year I'm working a little bit, uh, but I'm able to really find time for both sewing and you know, knitting, even though my knitting is slowed down from, say, February. Right. It's, uh, it's not non-existent. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, I am glad you're going to have more time to make stuff this summer. Yes, my next thing is I'm going to try to start making Adrian some t-shirts 
and I'm going to practice with this. Um, I don't know how long I've had this, but I have a Holland Oats t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh my God, this is how I torture my child. Not that he cares, um, but <laughs> he will have a Holland Oats. It's a pretty cool design. It's silver on, on burgundy. I like it. You know, if you can make Adrian t-shirts and sweatpants, like he could basically live in all of those clothes. And mm-hmm. you don't really have to get him anything. Well, that's what he told me yesterday. He said, um, Mom, I really think you should start making all of my clothes because then none of my clothes will have tags in them. <laughs> Basically, that was his thinking. I like it. Uh, yeah, the kid hates a tag. So, Well, they're scratchy. They are scratchy. Um, all right, so um, I'm going to get back to my sewing machine. Open the door to this room because it's gotten really hot. Oh. <laughs> um, Hurrah. Well, it was good to catch up. Yep. And again, thanks to Cooperative Press and thank you to Alicia Plummer. Please watch. I'm going to make a bundle, um, which will probably go up before this podcast. Um, and um, um, we will talk to you soon. Yay. Yay. Bye. Here now, long gone. Went to the river, but the river got down All the good people were hanging around Too little, too late Everybody got a Medicaid Everybody fall over them, so...